Welcome to the Strength in Business podcast, which is all about maximizing your impact by implementing a powerful marketing system that will help you perform at your highest level. And now, here is your host, Chris Rock. Welcome to a new marketing session at Strength in Business. My name is Chris Rock, and today I'm going to talk to you about modern marketing assets why it's crucial to focus on building these assets and not be fooled by liabilities disguised as marketing assets. Why is this important and how is this relevant to you? If you want to build a sustainable business that's going to be around for the next 20 plus years, you have to focus your valuable time, money and energy on building your own marketing assets. You want your marketing mix to be a powerhouse that will help you leverage your precious time and all the talents that you have. And on top of that, you want your marketing mix to help you generate predictable and reliable results. And to accomplish that, you need a strong marketing mix and you need to have a proven system in place. Yes, my absolute favorite killer word again, system the opposite of chaos and happenstance. But before we get into the main topic, let's have a look at this week's question first. And today's question comes from a listener in the United Kingdom. It's Tori Larson reaching out to me with a question about Facebook. Hi, Chris. I have a small digital agency and we do Facebook marketing, among other things. I noticed lately that Facebook is doing quite a lot to keep users on their platform. I mean, they even released instant articles a few weeks ago. Is this a trend? What else can we expect from Facebook? Thanks for your heads up. Well, first of all, welcome to the show, Tori, and thanks for reaching out to me. And yeah, Facebook and all the changes, right? I know, I know, I know, I know it freaks a lot of people out. And um, as if it's the end of the world, right? But you and I know that's not the case. So here's my take on this. Yes, Facebook is doing whatever it takes to keep users on their platform. I mean, just think of all the new features they released that kind of underpin this statement. First of all, instant articles. You already mentioned that in your question. So instead of redirecting to your website, articles are now hosted within Facebook and therefore they can come up instantly. Huge benefit for the user and that is speed, okay? So the articles come up immediately. Another benefit, you have loads of multimedia stuff for engagement. I recently had a look into the instant articles that are provided by the National Geographic. They are stunning. The images are stunning. The videos are stunning. Beautiful thing for users. I mean, absolutely amazing. The second feature, we now have the buy button. This one has been rolled out more wildly now and it's for Shopify merchants. Okay, so for e-commerce. Now, why does it have to be Shopify and not straight from Facebook, especially now that they have embedded Messenger, so you can send money via Messenger. It's only available in the US. Um, I think we're going to see some changes there as well. And just just think about a trend if you'd be able to pay to purchase uh, stuff within Facebook without ever having to leave Facebook again. That would absolutely revolutionize the 
transfer fee system or banking fee system. Really interesting to see those developments. The third feature, I know it's coming soon. Facebook is working on the subscribe button. So you can basically opt in straight from Facebook with only two clicks. What else? Uh, you have now new link share and share. It, that, this one was spotted a couple of months ago. So you can basically share links without ever having to leave Facebook again. Again, awesome feature, especially if you're accessing from a mobile device. And I know they're working on a prototype mobile app format that could actually let you see 3D dimensional ads and whatnot. But again, this feature does not exist here. So to sum this up, do I think this is a trend? Yes, definitely. And I'm sure we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg. Now, is this great for users? Absolutely, no doubt about that. Is this great for advertisers though? I don't know. Now, obviously the new layout, the new design, the dashboard of the new power editor and the ads manager is awesome. Also, being charged for video ads only after someone watches that clip for say 10 seconds, absolutely a great thing. Now, letting people to subscribe to your email list straight from Facebook, I don't know about that. I mean, yes, it might give you a boost in terms of numbers, but remember, quantity is not everything, right? We want to focus on quality leads because what's the deal with having 100,000 people on your, uh, on your email list and only five of them are really valuable, okay? So uh, we'll see about that. Uh, also, another thing to bear in mind, Tori, is the following. I mean, more and more companies, brands, agencies are moving away from traditional media to digital advertising. Market shares are shifting and we're going to see a lot more people advertising on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, you name it. And when it comes to Facebook, just think about it. There are more than 50 million pages, 50 million fan pages, and only 2 million advertisers. I mean, a huge gap right there. And that again means loads of opportunities if you're doing Facebook marketing the right way. And that applies certainly to both organic Facebook and paid advertising on Facebook. Now, I hope this answers your question, Tori. Thanks again for listening to my show and reaching out to me and loads of greetings to the United Kingdom. What about you? Do you have a burning marketing question? Hit me up on Twitter at Chris Rock and send it to me. Use hashtag AskChris. Your question might as well be the next one I'm answering in the upcoming podcast episode. If you're looking for further marketing information and resources, visit my blog at strengthenbusiness.com. Now back to our main topic, marketing mix. Are you creating assets or buying liabilities? What does your marketing mix look like? Where do you invest most of your marketing budget? Is it all sorts of marketing campaigns that take money out of your pocket? Or do you focus on building modern marketing assets? A couple of days ago, I bumped into this short interview with HubSpot CEO Brian Halligan on why right now is the best time to start your business. It's a show, um, it's called Behind the Brand. Now, 
The title of the video didn't particularly grab my attention. Instead, what made me have a closer look into it was the guest, business advisor Brian Halligan. What I like most about Brian Halligan is that he often has a different approach to marketing. He doesn't go with the crowd. When it comes to marketing, he definitely has some interesting thinking patterns. And this being said, I turned the speakers on and listened to his tips. Now, if you want to listen to the short interview, hop over to Strength in Business and check out my latest blog on Marketing Mix. Make sure you pay close attention to the tips on how to make the most of your marketing efforts. The interview is just four or five minutes long, so nothing big. Now, I pulled a few sentences out of the interview that I wanted to share with you on this podcast, so I'm quoting Brian Halligan now. Most companies, when they look at their marketing budget, 90% of it is on campaigns, PPC, radio, television, you name it. 10% is on their people. Mine's flipped. I want 90% on the people creating assets, maybe 10% on campaigns where you can get that math to work. When I say people and assets, it's sort of what we were talking about before. Each piece of content you create is this modern marketing asset that pulls customers in through Google, from social media and from blogs and from other sites. And so I want to build those assets up over time. It's people who create those assets. I don't want to rent stuff. I want to own stuff. That's what I advise people. It's the exact opposite of the way marketing has been done forever. But I think a proper marketing department actually has a lot of people and a very little advertising budget. Back to me again. Clever businesses use their marketing budget wisely. They don't pour most of their money into buying liabilities. Instead, they focus on building marketing assets. And remember what Brian Halligan said, is better to own stuff, again, implying it's the right stuff, than to rent stuff. Now, let's say you like the concept of using your marketing strategically and putting your efforts into creating sustainable marketing assets. The next question you should be asking yourself is, What can I add to my marketing asset bucket to boost the pulling power of my marketing mix while increasing ROI and onboarding more of the right clients? Quick side note here, clever marketing is never about more clients. It's always about more of the right clients. Now, let's split the answer to this question into two parts, that is online and offline. Because we want to activate both distribution, aka marketing channels, and combine the power of the two. Don't be one of those business owners who focus solely on online marketing or offline marketing. No, use both channels and increase the impact of your campaigns. Why should you let one of these channels completely out of the equation? It's, It's just insane. Okay, let's start with online marketing assets. For example, start a blog and make sure you own the content. Don't publish all your valuable articles on LinkedIn, on Tumblr, or Blogger. Set up WordPress, for example, and use your website to create high-quality content. Once you're done with that, use LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and all those other social media channels to promote your content. 
Now, if you don't want to mess around with the WordPress, fine. However, be aware of the fact that once you publish your content on any of the sources that I mentioned above, so LinkedIn, Tumblr, or Blogger, you no longer own the content. Yes, you're the author, but they are the owners of your content. Now, I'm not suggesting you don't publish posts on LinkedIn or create instant articles on Facebook. What I'm saying is be strategic. Have your own blog, and on top of that, if your resources allow you to do so and the tactics align with your overall marketing strategy, publish content on networks you don't own. Nothing wrong with that. Next, pick the right social media channels and create compelling profiles. Now, this is a biggie. I see a lot of small business owners struggle with this one. Everybody's telling them to be on social media, and the next thing you know is they sit down to set up an Instagram account to find themselves a couple of months later being in the wrong place after all. Just because a lot of folks have an Instagram account, it doesn't mean you have to be on Instagram too. If your prospects and potential customers, your ideal clients are not on Instagram, why on earth did you pick this channel in the first place? Now, don't get me wrong. It could be Instagram, it could be LinkedIn, whatever. I just picked Instagram for an example here. Adding more and more tactics, activities, or social media channels to your marketing mix without having a clear strategy, aka doing the same thing as everyone else is doing, is marketing insanity. This only leads you to spinning your wheels, wondering why you are not achieving the level of success you've always wanted. Therefore, find out where your audience likes to hang out and follow them there. Pick two or three social media channels, become really good at them, okay? Mastery is key. And only then add a third or fourth network to your marketing mix bucket. If you're a small business owner, and this again applies to all sizes of companies too, you have more important stuff to do than send out 22 tweets per day, post three times on Facebook, upload five pictures to Instagram, Respond to 10 irrelevant question on, questions on LinkedIn, set up your StumbleUpon profile and you name it account. Let your social media people handle that. Your main focus should be on generating revenue, increasing profits and getting the right clients on board. Now, for the online marketing assets, you could add to your marketing mix could be podcasting, great weapon. Email marketing, newsletter marketing, video marketing, slideshare marketing, backlinking. Again, they have to align with your overall strategy and goals. Moving on, offline marketing assets. Offline marketing gets ignored a lot nowadays, especially by newbie marketeers who think that all the gold is to be found online and nothing could be further from the truth. There is nothing more powerful than meeting a potential client face-to-face, -face, getting to know him or her and his or her business really well, and closing a deal right there. Therefore, I encourage you to attend trade shows, seminars, workshops, and all kinds of industry networking events to learn how to master customer touch points. Have a look at successful companies such as Apple and their offline approach. Yes, they have a strong offline approach as well. Apple excels at customer touch points. 
And yes, it applies to digital, aka online touch points too. They excel at it. I mean, from product consideration to purchase to use and after use. Are you looking for ways to get to the next level by spicing up your offline marketing mix? Add print media and snail mail to your current marketing strategy. Yes, you might get some nasty comments from peers saying you're still living in the land of dinosaurs, but guess what? Print mail works. It works amazingly well. And part of that is due to the fact that very, very few people and businesses do it. And out of those who do it, the vast majority is doing it the wrong way. So capitalize on that one and set yourself apart right from the beginning. Wrapping it up. Obviously, there are other modern and traditional marketing assets you can add to the list. I mean, feel free to do so. However, make sure you're investing your precious time and money into building assets, not liabilities disguised as assets. If you're wondering whether your marketing mix is good or not so good, have a look at your results. They will tell you what's working and what not. Also, make sure you're in this game for the long run. Don't be short-sighted. That's probably one of the most common mistakes people, aka businesses, make. Keep testing and tweaking until you get the results, profits, and clients you want. It's a process that requires you to have the right marketing mix and proven marketing systems in place. Systems that allow you to scale and leverage your own time. That's the most precious commodity in the universe and to leverage your talents. Now over to you. Party on, marketing pros, I say. You're well suited for a bright future within the marketing mix world and possibly on track to a bit of an identity crisis. So what are you doing to create the ideal marketing mix in your business? Send me a tweet at Chris Rock and let me know your thoughts. Now, I'd like to end this session with Brian Halligan's words again. He is the CEO and co-founder of HubSpot and a senior lecturer at MIT. And I picked him again because it's so important what he says. Most companies, when they look at their marketing budget, 90% of it is on campaigns, PPC, radio, television, you name it. 10% is on their people. Mine's flipped. I want 90% on the people creating assets, maybe 10% on campaigns where you can get that math to work. When I say people and assets, each piece of content you create is this modern marketing asset that pulls customers in through Google, from social media and from blogs and from other sites. And so I want to build those assets up over time. It's people who create those assets. And I don't want to rent stuff. I want to own stuff. That's what I advise people. It's the exact opposite of the way marketing has been done forever. But I think a proper marketing department actually has a lot of people and a very little advertising budget. Thanks for listening. I'll catch up with you in the next episode. Happy marketing. And remember to always play to your strengths. Thank you for listening to the Strength in Business podcast. Submit your questions on strengthinbusiness.com and follow Chris on Twitter at Chris Rock. That's K-R-I-S-Z-R-O-K-K. -K.